in a world where literature is dominated by dusty leather-bound books with no pictures. Three men dare to venture to their local comic shop to approach the counter and utter those three magic words. Make mine paperback. Welcome in and welcome back to Make Mine Paperback. It's our regularly scheduled podcast with your regular hosts about comic books. This week, I am the Manga Monarch, and I'm joined today, as always, by our master of Marvel, Alex Shear, and our DC daddy. Say that sexy. <laughs> Stephen Shear. <laughs> this week, we begin our theme for the month of October, and our theme for the month is going to be Manga Month. Uh, well, because it's a month about manga. This week we have my book on the theme, my book, Detective Conan, Volume 1. We're going to be talking about files number 1 and 2, which is the equivalent of issues number 1 and 2. Don't make it hard. This is uh, Detective Conan, written by Gosho Ayama. That was uh, close to that name. Uh, also drawn by uh, Mr. Gosho here. Uh, this is the best-selling mystery manga. Detective Conan follows the high school detective Shinichi Kudo who was transformed into a child while investigating a mysterious organization and generally solved a multitude of cases by impersonating his childhood best friend's father and various other characters, although we're not going to really get into those themes. Uh, but we're going to talk about as much as we can, Detective Conan, these first two issues. But before we get to that... Read. Alex, what would you read this week? Um, this week I took a closer look at some old school Batman, um, the the numbers escape me, but these are Batman from like the 70s, and obviously I'm not the DC guy, I'm not the DC daddy as our friend <laughs> Steven over here yeah, is. You gotta say that in a sultry voice, you gotta say DC daddy. The DC daddy. <laughs> there you there, go. Is that yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 A little down. That's right. So... Good. I, I I'd be mad if you were. Um, but anyway, so I'm not I'm not our DC our DC daddy, Stephen. And I uh, so it's not my wheelhouse. But I really enjoyed kind of getting to see some old school Batman uh, tangling with old school Joker. And it, it's interesting just how for me how Batman has kind of shifted over the years. Right? You know, initially he was you know very heavily focused on detective stuff, and then it then it was kind of written and drawn similar to the Adam West TV series um, through that time period. And then it gets to a very dark era of Batman. And now we're starting to see, you know, different variants, things like that as, as authors and writers continue. But it was very interesting to kind of read that style of the Adam West era Batman. And that's, I mean, that's kind of how I call it. Everybody has golden age, modern, silver age, whatever. Batman, it's Adam West gets his era. And that's, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I kind of read. Um, it was fun to, fun to see the shenanigans he got into cause it was, it was a little bit more whimsy and it wasn't as dark and well, terrifying for small children and people named Alex. <laughs> the, uh, I guess, I, I mean, I haven't read any of the, the old Batman stuff, but I certainly loved that Adam West. Um, yeah. That's uh, I'm, that was one of the the VHS tapes my brother and I just completely wore out was that mm-hmm. uh, that Adam West Batman movie, um, TV which, Land reruns of the that show were, oh. I mean that was my childhood <laughs> right, you know that and the Munsters I I loved TV Land growing up so those were like my shows growing up so 
Yeah. Well, I mean that. Th- so that that movie, I think, collects that show in a beautiful way. It does. There's a scene where Batman requests that Robin pass him the bat shark repellent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's my which favorite is not, part. It's it doesn't repel bat sharks. It's just shark repellent made by Batman. Um, I no, love the, where he's carrying the, the bomb. The bomb That's, is the best part. Yeah. yeah, he keeps running around. There's ducks in the water. He can't throw it on the ducks. There's right. a nun. He can't throw it on the nun. <laughs> <laughs> and this bomb like should have exploded at least ten times at this point. Like, you're pretty. And sure then all of a sudden, he finally bomb. gets rid of it. And oh, right. as boom. soon as he gets rid of it, it hits the water and explodes. Yeah, it's, it's uh, beautiful. Good timing. It's just a beautiful thing. So that, yeah, that's yeah. what I kind of read this week, and I, you know, I had fun with it. It was it was good light reading. It wasn't anything anything crazy, heavy, or archaic. It was just it was good to just kind of read and relax a little bit. So, Stephen, what did you uh, dive into this week? I got caught up on a lot of my polls that I have been kind of neglecting. I just put them over there on a shelf, and the stack was getting a little too big. So I finally started working through some of those. Um, I was a little bit behind on the. Um, Doctor Strange series I've been reading where uh, his wife Clea is trying to like bring him back from the dead basically um, nice. yeah it's, it's I like that one a lot um, it's got a lot of magic in it which I don't really typically read a lot of comics with you know magic heroes but this one's this one's good definitely would recommend it I also read uh, besides getting caught up on other polls um, I read some more Chew from Image which um, I think there's like 54 there's 60 issues in that one so i think i'm up to 20 now um it's that one's really good um it's just it's really just a bizarre it's kind of lighthearted, but also kind of dark at times but overall it's just a really fun story about a detective so if you if you like sure. i mean we're reading about detectives this week as well with graham's pick so if you want to read more about detectives i highly recommend you get it that's right, Alex talking about the world's greatest detective in Batman. Yeah, a lot we're of detective talk. <laughs> we're talking about some Japanese yep. detectives later. It's uh, yeah, all about detectives. That's uh, that <laughs> Man, our detectives we do. That might be an interesting thing to dive into is detectives and comics. But someone yeah, uh, should write a book about, about detective week. comics. I think we yeah, just found our right. December theme. God, can you imagine De- if you detective had a, a comic pu- comics publisher? Like I think that would be a great name as Detective Comics. Probably would be. Yeah, someone should someone should think of that. Yeah, <laughs> I did. It'd be I pretty marvelous. Yeah, I was gonna think of Marvel <laughs> over Detective Comics. So this week, um, I did. Uh, I, I mean, mostly I just I just read my polls this week. I didn't I didn't dive into anything um, that big. But uh, new new issue of Eight Billion Genies came out, so I read that. Yeah, That's read that. kind of going. That's going interesting places now. Uh, excited about that one. Um, I, I, you guys um, have read any I Hate This Place or um, the original title, which was uh, shot down by Image, was Fuck This Place. <laughs> um, but uh, but that was, uh, that, that's was been pretty good. Um, I, I really, really dig in. Uh, Superman Space Age, and so that that comes out in uh, in larger issues um, that are uh, you know a little more substantial than your normal uh, monthlies. But uh, the second issue of that came out this week, and that was that was really really good. Um, but what I'm interested in is uh, Alex. Have you been reading the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man that's been coming out? I have not. It's it's not something that I've kind of looked at yet, but. I've seen just a couple different things that it that I've I've heard it's pretty good. Not heard, but 
have read that it's pretty good. I don't know where you're I've, at with it. I've really liked it. I, I read it a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit of Spider-Man as a kid. And, um, and this is like, I mean, it's the same Spider-Man character, which I, I think is what you got to do. You got, you got to really capture the heart of a character when you're doing it. But the, mm. the story is so weird and not that Spider-Man hasn't done weird stuff in the past. I mean, sure. he's a freaky guy, <laughs> um, but, uh, this Spider-Man, this this whole story is so weird, and there, there's an air of mystery about it. That's what I was hoping to talk to you about, because the the story opens talking about six months ago, Peter Parker did something that he, um, like, it, basically everybody around him hated his decision, and uh, except for Norman Osborn, is the only one who supported his, his decision six months ago. And mm-hmm. we see that it's, like, ruined his relationship with MJ, and we're not sure what's happened, but that's my question is I started reading with this when it when it started with issue one again. So I'm wondering if we already know if, if real readers of Amazing Spider-Man already know what happened six months ago. And if I'm in the dark or if uh, if we're all in the dark. So I was hoping that you had some insight as to uh, that. But it sounds like maybe you don't. <laughs> I unfortunately don't. As much as I would love to have insight on that, I unfortunately don't because I'm not caught up on my Spider-Man at this time. But sounds like something I need to start diving into so I just I just wanted to because it's one of my favorite devices is this like like leave the reader in the dark a little bit like like mm-hmm. Peter did something that was so controversial he made this decision that was was such a big deal that has alienated him from all of his friends um, the uh, except his only friend in the world is now Norman Osborn who like he knows is his enemy, but Norman came to him like like supported him in, in this decision. And so now they're kind of not friends, but they're kind of sort of friends. <laughs> uh, and so so that whole thing, that whole like what happened, that's been why I keep reading this. But I'm I've, I see a lot of opinions online that are like, this sucks. This new Amazing Spider-Man, this this run sucks. And it's mostly people who are really invested in the character, which Mm-hmm. You know, frankly, guys, get over yourself. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but it makes me wonder if I missed something because I'm really, really liking this. But I have very little um, uh, really connections to Spider-Man other than I read some of the comics as a kid. I really like Tobey Maguire. Um, other oh, than yeah. that, the uh, I don't know. I, mean, I actually don't. Don't take that out of context. I really like Tobey Maguire. I also really like Andrew Garfield. I really like Tom Holland. They're all great Spider-Men. Um, so, uh, I love Andrew to, Garfield. I'm sorry. Not trying to trash anybody. I think he's, he's probably my Spider-Man. favorite Spider-Man. I think oh, he really? was done like dirty Kobe? by a bad script, oh, yeah. but I really love Andrew Garfield. That's fine. Yeah. His movies are not the best. They weren't, <laughs> but I think, I think and uh, spoilers for those who haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, I think he redeemed himself. His character was redeemed very, very well in the new Spider-Man movie. That's the one that like just came out in yeah, I just... back in December. Yeah, <laughs> December seventeenth. Yeah, which is funny. <laughs> so, oh, go ahead, oh so... no, it's not that funny of a story because I watched that movie and I didn't realize there was one that happened before it because I was I was very lost yeah. on some of the events. But yeah, that one definitely yeah. redeemed. There's there, there there's some big events yeah. that you would need to see in the previous movie, yeah. or that that movie would not make sense. It was a little confusing <laughs> at first, but I picked it up. <laughs> but it yeah. definitely redeemed uh, Andrew Garfield and also um, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, well, yeah. That's what I that's what I like is I I think I think Jamie Foxx got done dirty in that movie. I I really don't think Andrew Garfield got done dirty like that. 
I, I liked his Spider-Man. I think he had a really great performance, and I think it was fine. It's just <laughs> Jamie Foxx is a great actor, <laughs> and the character they gave him, I mean, it was it was so bad. It was so yeah. bad. Yeah, they could have done way more, but Marvel. I you know I appreciate that Marvel Studios said realized no you guys messed him up we're gonna we're gonna make this right and and he was excellent yeah. in that in the in the no way home so this most recent issue of uh the amazing spider-man um which is in, in this run it's number 10 um mm-hmm. but it brings back a very important character from the dead and without spoilers right you guys have not read this book if you had to guess a very important character in spider-man came back from the dead who came back from the dead um is it his uncle is it uncle ben or whatever i was gonna say yeah has to be Uncle Ben. No, it's not Uncle Ben. It's it is the first character like they've been teasing it for a while, and so the first character I guessed that was coming back from the dead um, was uh, was the character that actually came back from the dead. Um, but I don't want to confirm anything because you know some people haven't read the issue. I'm sure, even though the character appears on the cover. So like guys, get over yourselves. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it again, could be a spoiler. Again, you can, the the message of this uh, of this podcast is get over yourselves. They're they're just they're characters in funny books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> characters How, in funny pages. And you said it's like the current run, so like it's the most recent. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's I, most places I've seen it. It's it's labeled as. Uh, the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, um, twenty twenty two. Okay, I'll have to check it out. I've been I've been really enjoying it. It's uh, it's been a fun run. With that, speaking of fun run, um, I signed you guys up for a five k. Um, no, I'm ready. Really. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm out. That's right, Stephen. You got to run 10k because Alex gave up on his 5k. Oh, yeah. so now, now you got they got 10k's to run. Sounds I'm good. giving you my my 5k. That's only 10,000 miles, right? That's right. That's right. 10k, 10,000 miles. Yep. So let's talk be, some manga. That would be let's across the mangoes. Country a times. <laughs> mangoes, right. mangoes. So, mangoes. so as everyone knows, um, the uh, the comics in Japan are called mangoes. And um, speaking of mangoes, uh, let's let's do this. Uh, let's do this a little bit. So wh- whether it's whether it's this uh, particular uh, Detective Conan um, issues that we read or, or another comic book that you read, what's something not comic related uh, that you're uh, that the, the issues that you read this week made you think about? Well, oh, if you want to go ahead, you can. No, go ahead. No, I was just I was just. I was just gonna say, I'm I'm really glad that you did this theme um, with manga. To, I, I know it's not to, because you said not comic related, but it was just interesting to finally read a manga comic to see like kind of the Japanese take on the genre. I've been Japan is high on my list of countries to visit. Um, obviously, with the pandemic, everything got delayed, and it's a super pricey trip. But I want to visit Japan someday because I'm fascinated by the culture. And um, I mean, I just this just kind of reinforced that idea. It seems like. It seems like they incorporate a lot of Western ideas into their own culture, too. But overall, I, I think it's a fascinating place that I want to visit. And this this theme this month has reinforced that. So I'm, I'm glad you did this, Graham. It forced me to get out of a comfort zone of, you know, like typical comic styles that you're used to. And then kind of think about how other countries kind of think about, you know, their cultures and, and things. Think about their own heroes. Well, I, I don't have the numbers, so I, I'm not I'm not sure what the what the facts are. But if I had to guess, I would bet worldwide manga is more popular than American comics. 
Um, it's just, it's just, just a wild guess. Um, but, uh, well, that's because cert- people everywhere well, else in the world knows how to read. So, <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think, uh, I, I don't know what the numbers on that would be at all. I, I don't know. I feel like American comics are pretty popular, but I also do know that, yeah, a lot of things that come from Japan are also incredibly popular too. <laughs> so stands to well, reason that they I, have a bigger influence with their, I think I think manga has has a larger cultural foothold in Japan than uh, than comic books do here. Not not that comic book heroes do because obviously obviously comic book heroes are are really big um, across the United States and across the world right now. But um, I think in terms of like actually reading the books, um, my guess and again, I don't have the numbers. but My guess is that manga um, is more uh, is more popular or at least at least more culturally acceptable. I think um, I think for sure a higher percentage of people in Japan read manga than percentage of people in America read um, American comics. I think that that has to be true. I mean, that's again, that's why the culture just fascinates me. It does. It seems like manga and video games are everywhere. <laughs> like they're just so popular in Japan that Right. Um yeah, but who knows? I mean, what the numbers are, but yeah, I agree with that statement that manga is ultra popular in Japan. It's like a way of life. Alex, what about you? What's something that comic books made you think about this week? Uh, for me, you know, obviously we we sit here and we read different things to kind of prep for this week. We read, you know, our pull list. We read just different things. For me, I think something that I kind of reflected on was just the change of the comic industry. You know, I talked about reading, you know, the Batman from the 60s and the 70s, whatever. And and I mentioned it when I was discussing it. But I I think seeing how much more complex and how much more in depth not only the stories are but the art is right i mean you you look at captain america 1968 and just how simple like it was you know a very basic comic with and i mean you didn't even see shadows but now but now you see comics now with shadows and a bunch of shading and very specific color palettes for and you see folds in outfits, you know, if they're bending down, things like that. So it's just, it's incredible to me just how much more complex comic books have gotten, not just story-wise, but visually as well. And that's what I was kind of thinking about this week. Well, I think part of that is just, is just you know, the basic economics of, of comics is that the, um, you know, it used to be comics were seen as, disposable right it's something you you pick up at the newsstand you pick up your magazine you toss your kid one of the comic books that's at the newsstand and he can read it for a nickel and then toss it in the trash can as he's uh, as we're walking into the the soda parlor Um, but uh, the comic books over the years have found that with dwindling readership you have to sell your comics for more money and in order to sell your comics for more money they have to be better but I, I wonder how much of this is that is is just the the art of comics maturing and how much of it is computers right because mm-hmm. you know the the more computer assistance you have the easier it becomes to churn out really really great art um not not that turn, churning out great art is easy at any point but um, right it becomes a little bit easier to churn out great art and then replicate it panel after panel after panel um, when you're uh, when you're doing every single thing by hand, and when you're limited, I mean, a lot of those old comics 
you didn't even have colors in them like, like they're, they're all they're all black and white and so when you're limited by I'm, i've got to do this all by hand and i don't have any colors to help me sell this uh, i think your art gets a little bit simpler also when your audience you know your audience is all kids um you can be a little bit simpler with your art and a little bit simpler right. with your story sure no and that's and that's fair right and so i think that that's the big kind of takeaway i had from just kind of what i was thinking this week so very nice well so i read um i read that superman space age this week which uh, really cool is set in the uh um in the kind of the the mid to late 60s and and kind of we we breach into the into the 70s in this issue i think it you know the um there's a couple of touchstones that, that give you dates so like this this issue um, in the beginning, we get the Watergate scandal. So like that gives you a, a date touch point, but then you're not really sure how, how far into the future we've gone as, uh, as the end of the issue comes. Um, but the, uh, with, with this issue, I, I think one of the really cool things, um, about comic books is the way that we can take these big heroes and place them into different places so so in in Mm -hmm. this case in in superman uh space age uh we see superman and then the rest of our our normal justice league heroes um placed in a uh, in a time that we can reflect on a little more clearly when we see our big heroes you know placed in that time um and even more so like when we get into it we, we can see okay so how how would clark kent um, handled the Watergate scandal versus Lois Lane is is one of right. the the highlights of this issue. Um, Clark starts with the story and then he doesn't dig far enough, and Lois eventually gets the story, and then eventually um, we don't really see the 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 outcome of it so much, but uh, we do see that um, the White House pulls all the press passes for uh, the Daily Planet because Lois Lane has broken the story, the scandal. <laughs> She's <laughs> snooping. Yeah. But I, I, I do think it's kind of fun to see the way these heroes that, that we, we know and love, the way they react to these historical events um, in a way that they didn't really do so much at the time, right? That we see in the 30s and the 40s, we see our, our heroes doing a lot of interacting with current events, current political events. But following that, uh, comic companies really eschew that for the funny book kind of stuff like heroes do heroic things and we don't need to talk about politics so much in these pages um at least not directly um Mm -hmm. and so this is kind of fun to to see uh historical events cast in that light and i think that's what comic books and these heroes in general can do for us is they can allow us to reflect on on events and on on policies and, and and really just the world in general without getting too bogged down in what actually happened. You know, it, it, I think sometimes when when we think about history, we think about facts, dates, figures, that kind of stuff. And we forget that so much of the human experience is emotional. It is, it is about how did people feel and how did, how did, you know, the culture react. And I think we miss a lot of that when, when we go through history. Um, But putting, bringing an outsized, hero into it allows us to see history as a story and allows us to kind of pull out those themes um 
that are there if we look for them. Yeah, I agree. I think, <laughs> especially with your take on history, I think that's something I've thought about too. <laughs> it's just, it's so easy to like look back on historical events if you haven't been a part of it and you know, be like, what were people thinking? And I'm like, it's yeah, you miss all the feeling and how you got how you got from point A to point B if you you didn't live it. Right. Lose a little something there. And then other thing I thought about this week as we're reading through this comic book, um, this, uh, this manga, um, we, uh, I was, I was a huge fan of, uh, Sherlock Holmes as a kid. And, um, you know, I saw this, the show, which in the United States, detective Conan is known as case closed, um, just due to, to naming rights. Um, but, uh, it, I saw the show on adult swim as a kid, uh, case closed and the main character was so obsessed with Sherlock Holmes. And at the time, I was so obsessed with Sherlock Holmes. And it's uh, kind of fun to see that to see that obsession uh, painted on these pages. So with that, that's my um, very charming, uh, very eloquent segue into Detective Conan, uh, which, of course, we read the first two issues here, which in this volume are referred to as files. Um I, I think my first kind of broad question for you guys is um, I, I, whether this is your first taste of manga or, or you know, one of your first tastes of of manga. Um, just initial impressions. What makes manga different from Western comics, other than it's read right to left? <laughs> so the only difference me, I figured out. Uh, right. yeah. <laughs> for me, one of my big takeaways was that it's. I don't want to say it's drawn like cartoon strips, but it's there's not color to it, and it's and I mean the story the story develops pretty cool, but everything is over exaggerated. Yeah. That's yes. that's my especially that's my big, especially faces. Faces yeah. are like like exaggerated. You know, emotions are overly exaggerated. You know, somebody's angry. Like you don't have to write that they're angry. You see it on their facial expressions because of how exaggerated the drawing is. Um, if somebody's happy, you see it because there's like twinkles around their heads and, you know, their faces <clears throat> scream happiness. So for me, that that was one of my big takeaways was the fact that everything is just overly exaggerated. Well, and that's I think that's one thing that comes into play with with manga. So much of of manga is directly translated into anime where they, they you go from from yeah. manga to each issue is an episode um and it's where you can see the characters look almost exactly the same as they did when you're drawing in such a cartoony style it's really easy to turn that book into a cartoon yeah, yeah and um so it is it's exaggerated like you said and it did read like an anime so but the other thing too i've noticed from because i've seen animes but i've this is the first manga i've ever read um and besides exaggerated expressions it, to me, it's like, I don't know how to describe them other than, like, fast and chaotic. Like, things just happen so much more quickly and unpredictable, I feel like, than American cartoons. Um, like, like in this book, for example, like, someone's head just gets, like, cut off and, like, explodes or whatever. So it's just, I don't know. To me, it's just, like, things were happening really fast and almost unpredictably. That's one one thing I noticed. Yeah, they, they, they definitely, they pack a lot of action yeah. into... Um, now we we got to remember this this is a manga from from 1994, um, so it's it's not quite as uh, as modern as some of the modern books that we read. But you're right, the the pacing here is very much like a cartoon show, like you know where we we go from we have 20 minutes to tell a story, so let's tell a story yeah. fast. 
This is one thing I've noticed <laughs> and, about the uh, animes I've seen, like proper animes, and not like the like Americanized anime, but like a proper anime. It's like it's just so I don't know how to explain. It's just like out of control, like <laughs> stuff happening. Well, and it is funny because <sighs> there is generally a lot of action in every episode, but like all good TV, at the end of the episode. Things are essentially exactly where they were when they, when we started. Yeah, right. Like that's, yeah. that's long running anime is just just like just like long running sitcoms in the United States are uh, are masters of telling a huge crazy story in twenty minutes and having everything be right back where it was at the uh, at the beginning of the episode uh, by the time the final credits roll. Yeah. So we we know th- there are differences between manga and 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 the Western comics that that we we love and and frankly that my first experience of really like reading comics um, was reading was reading manga as a uh, as a high school kid um, and uh, not that I got that into it but um, but I, I did read a little bit of it and um, I, I think part of the 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 episodic nature of it is what makes it so easy to consume is that you can, you can come back to this after years of not having touched it and, re- and pick up right where you left off because the, the formula doesn't really change. Um, and that can be comforting, but it, it can also be boring, right? If, if you get too involved into a story where it's doing the same thing over and over again, you can say, I just want you to tell the real story and, and enough of this filler nonsense. Um, so, when we talk about the uh, kind of the the filler nonsense here, we have uh, just a, a handful of of really like main story events here. But I think what's interesting in the first book is that essentially the murder, right? The the big part of the book, the murder, that's just fluff. It doesn't really matter to our story at all. But it it happened, right? This is a mystery story, a, a kind of a, a police procedural almost, mm-hmm. where we have a murder that takes place and a murder that's solved by our main character, and that part of the story is not important. <laughs> um, so, so how do you think? What, what do you think about that? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, first um, of all, I'm, do you do you agree? <laughs> I'm, I I mean, yes, I don't think that it plays an integral part in the story. I mean, it's 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 there. It it almost feels like a, I don't want to say a bait and switch, but it almost feels like a bait and switch. Like, hey, we're gonna lure you in with this murder, but then like not make it the focal point of the story. I don't I don't know if I have, that's how I, I felt about it. I don't know if I have a problem with that though. I mean, it's like a just like any movie or something with a B plot and an A plot. It's just I think maybe it's odd that you think the murder is gonna be the A plot that's important, but really it's you know the those other two guys on the roller coaster. So it's I kind of like that you take you know, what you think should be the main focal point and then switch. Like, I don't know. To me, that doesn't bother me. I think it's, I think it's interesting to add uh, another plot line in there. So we have the, the, the main plot here is, is Shinichi Kudo is our, our main character. And he is a, a high school detective. He's, he's a, a kid who's obsessed with uh, Sherlock Holmes, but he's also read almost every mystery novel ever, ever written. His dad is this world famous, uh, mystery novelist um and uh and I, I think his mom is also a writer they're not super clear about what everybody's jobs are uh he lives next to a, a wacky inventor who 
um, we don't see that much of in these uh, in these first two issues, but he becomes very important uh, later on as time goes on. He, he becomes really important um, to Shinichi going through uh, this story. Um, the other characters we meet are, are, are Ron, who is um, Shinichi's love interest, um, <laughs> but also she's a, she's a girl in his class. We find out she is the captain of the karate team, um, and then her dad is also a detective because everybody in the story has to be a detective. Her dad is a detective. And um, really all we've learned so far is that he doesn't really have any cases. He also seems to be a drunk uh, because we, we get Ron mentioning that like, Oh, are you, are you drunk again? And uh, he says, no, I've got a case uh, at the very end of issue number two. Um, so we've got this cast of characters. We've got Shinichi Kudo who is, a brilliant detective. He's read all these books, and so now he's decided that he's going to solve real crimes. Uh, we start out with the classic courtroom scene where he proves the guy with the broken leg is not actually with a broken leg. Um, and then we end up at this amusement park um, where we have a, uh, a character beheaded. Um, which, uh, so so between the, the courtroom but that's scene and between... <laughs> And we, well, yeah, I mean, it happens. Um, <laughs> that's right. What what Disney doesn't want you to know. Um, but, Behind but, the scenes at Disney World. That's right. Um, so <laughs> I try not to lose my head here. Um, so with with those two scenes, that's really the, the extent in, in these first two issues. That's the extent of our main character's deductive powers. Um, that we get to see is is the the courtroom scene and then this uh, this solving of the beheading on the roller coaster. What do you think about uh, Sinichi Kudo as a detective? And then what do you think about the the writing here? Does does it do a good job of telling a detective story? Hmm. So, what do I think of this? I mean, I think so. I mean, it's kind of hard just to tell based off the first couple chapters. I mean. I will say that I like that. Um, I like how Shinichi's like the unconventional, unorthodox. Like he finds the like, you know, he takes like who you think would be the the most he's like obvious suspect, and then he's able to like deduct, you know, how you actually got to be the like the least suspected person is the, you know, the one who actually did it. So I like, I like that he's able to see what other people don't. I mean, I think his mm-hmm. detective skills might be, you know, pretty sharp, but. I don't know. In terms of like, it's just been manga fun story. I thought, you know, I liked it. I thought so far there's, you know, like it, we kind of talked about the main mystery thing's not going to be what they talk about. And now he's actually in the second book investigating the main, um, you know, like the actual mystery here. And so that's where I think the story starts to really take off. Well, to kind of piggyback on that a little bit from what Steven's saying, I think that we, we were introduced very quickly to a character who, is very clearly good at what he does. Um, and I think that the bait and switch in the first book, for me, it was a little bit of a turnoff. Um, you know, to, to go with what Steven's saying, though, however, in the second book, I feel like now we're starting to get back a little bit more on track. And, and I, and I like that. I think it's, I think it's telling a story and, I think Graham, you said it best when it's like watching a TV show, right? It's a, uh, you're just, it's just continuing down this, down this road. And so I, I, I kind of got those vibes, but I, but I think what's, what's really critical here is that 
I don't think it's a great detective story, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it not being a great detective story because it's about this guy Conan, right? You know, it's about him and and what he does. Like, I, I want to see, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, and I'm curious enough to kind of read on a little bit more, but I, but I want to see even more human error from him. That's, you know, I feel like there almost wasn't enough of that early. But I feel like a lot of even American comics, there's not a lot of mistakes. I mean, Batman really hardly ever makes mistakes either. So that to me wasn't too much of a turnoff myself, but well, no, that's right. I think that's what we see with uh, with Shinichi here is that he is an excellent, excellent detective. He is he's great at what he does. I don't know how much Sherlock Holmes you guys have read, but I have read all of it. Every every Sherlock Holmes um, that's uh, that's been written, um, including stuff not written by Arthur Conan Doyle. Um, but uh, Sherlock Holmes, the, the really cool thing about him uh, is this idea that he is. He's not uh, well. He he is he is smarter than everybody. But the the reason he's a great detective is not that he's smarter than everybody. It's not that he can make these you know amazing calculations in his head that he, like he's some sort of supercomputer. It's just the fact that he is a much better observer than anybody you've ever met. He observes all kinds of things, and he knows that as he's making these observations, he knows where to file them in in his head where he goes like okay so i know that the mud on these routes that's going to be important so i'm going to i'm going to keep track of what kind of dirt is around here and i'm going to keep track of of what places in london are you know open for business and closed for business and where does the crime happen and i'm going to have connections all over the city of basic ideas of what what might contribute to crimes and i'm going to catalog that in my head but at the end of the day that's Right, the, we hear Doctor Watson, who is a stand-in for the for the audience in most of these stories, and he's always saying, "Your deductions are so simple," mm-hmm. and that's what Holmes says. Holmes says, "Yes, my deductions are so simple. What what makes this an art is that I observe things that other people don't. So, whereas your deductions end up being wrong, is not because your deductions, your, 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 you know, skill of deduction is, is poor. It's because your skills of observation is poor. You're making the proper deduction for the facts that you have. You just don't have the facts. And I think that what we really get with Shinichi Kudo is that he is, he's the same kind of detective. He's just observing more than everybody else. He knows that, you know, the obvious answer is not always true. And just because you know, in this in this case, just because there's a bloody knife in a purse, it doesn't mean that was the murder weapon. Uh, especially because it would be really, really difficult to murder somebody with that weapon. Like I, I, I it's just something that he knows. He's he's done his research on crime. He knows the way that you can kill a body, the way that you can hack it apart, and a, and a knife would be a really difficult way to behead somebody. So, the idea that you could do it so fast in the dark on a roller coaster is insane to him. He, so he immediately throws that out. He says, that's not the murder weapon. I know it's not the murder weapon because it wouldn't, it wouldn't be possible. Um, so I, I think the, the, the deduction um, from Sinichi is, is really cool mm. to me anyway. Um, and I do think the fact that we don't really focus on it, um, it almost drives me batty. Cause that's what I love about this, uh, this series. I will tell you, if you do continue reading, 
they throw in just enough about this this the men in black the 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 black organization as they start to call it Mm. they throw in just enough hints about this and just about like reveals that by the time you hit like issue 700 some you've learned a great deal about them Um, but but along the way you pick up very little they throw you just enough scraps that you're like okay well i learned a little bit more so better keep reading um and we we meet new characters along the way, but every issue really is the main story is the crime, which I think is what's interesting about these first two issues is that the main story is the Men in Black, this this black organization, um, and uh, and so w- as we focus on that, the crime takes a back seat. That's fair. No, I mean, in, in general, like it's it's it's. It's cool, right? You know, it's it's cool seeing the advanced ability to just kind of cut through the fluff and just really, really observe what's actually going on. So for I, I do think that that's really cool. But again, personally, I would love to see a little bit more human error, especially from a kid. And that's, I, I completely, I started on that and then I went on a tangent and I didn't actually get back to that point. That's my bad. Um, my main point, my whole main point was that uh, we see Shinichi as this great detective and he, and he is a great detective. But what we notice about the character as time goes on is that Shinichi has failings elsewhere. Just, yeah. You know, Shinichi is, is a great detective. He's a soccer star. He's all these things. But he's in love with mm. his classmate and best friend Ron. And he never, ever, ever admits anything to her. He, he just he can't get to the point where he can. And he's not reading. He's he's super observation. You know, it, it, super keen sense of observation. He he sees everything except what's right in front of his face. Um, he has such a hard time um, often with these interpersonal relationships. Uh, and, and so I, I do think there is kind of that quirkiness that we see often get uh, our main character into trouble. Mm, that's fair that's fair so what do you think about uh, these first two issues as an introduction as an introduction to the story do they do a good job of introducing the characters do you get a sense of what the story is going to be like and do they make you want to keep reading (laughs) go ahead i mean yeah i mean they do make me want to keep reading um you know and you know i started to read doing research after after this book to try to figure out what i was going to talk about so um, <clears throat> it definitely got me introduced, in, uh, interested in the manga style. So I don't. I think the first two issues did a good job, not only introducing the story, but also introdu- an introduction to manga. So um, I think they did a good job. But kind of like we've been talking about, it seems like I don't know necessarily like, if I'm. If, I don't necessarily know if I know what the story is going to be about because when they kind of present them as case files, it makes it seem like each one is going to be a mystery that's solved by the end, and then. Like there can always be an A plot that or like an A and a B plot. So like they might solve the main plot, but there's still gonna be that overarching uh element that's kind of talked about a little bit in each in each book. But after mm-hmm. talking just now, I think Graham did a, a good job of making it make a little bit more sense than I think if I had not gone on this podcast and I was just going on my own. I think I might be a little bit confused as to what was gonna happen. Um like is it gonna be about the men in black or is it gonna be about individual cases? You know, like, is it going to be like an American story where it's going to take four, roughly four issues to complete the story arc where it becomes full size again and then a new thing kind of happens, like a new story arc happens. So I think 
in some I think it did a good job and I was intrigued, but I don't necessarily know if I know the story was going to be headed. That that's what I think. I think this does a decent job of introducing the characters and introducing kind of you know their not their superpowers, but their superpowers, you know, you know mm. their their attributes, their abilities. Yeah. And it, and it kind of gives us a taste of the big overarching story. I don't think it does a good job of establishing the uh, the format because th- this the format almost entirely changes. Just starting with the next issue, um, we go to a format that's mostly each issue, each file is about a single case, and it's about solving that case with, like you're saying, Stephen, a B plot about the the larger story arc, mm-hmm. but. Uh, with the rare exception of uh, cases that take two and sometimes four issues to tell, most of these are contained episodes within a single issue where we, we get introduced to a mystery. We, you know, go through the process of, of trying to solve the mystery. And at the end we get the big reveal of who done it. Um, and, uh, and, you know, a B plot of uh, Conan Shinichi, same character, but, um, that character learning along the way what's happened to him and how he can get back into his main body and who this organization is that's targeted him. Um, so I think, I think it does a good job of introducing characters. I don't think it does a good job of introducing the format. I can agree with that. I think that, I mean, I know who the characters are, mm-hmm. which is great. And obviously with any story that you want to read, you want to understand who the characters are. You want to figure out which characters are doing what. I think this lays that out very, very well. It lets you know, who who the protagonist is, who some of the antagonists are, who some of the supporting you know cast or whatever are, and so I think it's I think it's important that it does that. But I, I think the story format could be laid out a little bit better. That being said, I am interested in seeing where it goes, and I will probably continue continue at least a little bit longer. Because I don't think the first two chapters or files do do enough, so I want to give it a little bit, give it a little bit longer, and give it a give it more of a chance. Yeah, unfortunately, I wanted you guys to be introduced to the characters, which is why I picked the two chapters that I did. But this these two chapters don't do this story justice. This isn't a great way to uh, to judge this book. That being said, I'm going to ask you to judge this book. Um, <laughs> the uh, we Alex talked earlier about how how kind of cartoony. Uh, and expressive this art is we also get kind of an interesting mix of mystery crime drama and and just regular slice of life um sort of story when we combine these things right we combine the the cartoony expressive style that's that's kind of a a token of of all manga but um but even in this one it's, it's especially cartoony and expressive uh and we we get the the regular slice of life that we often see um, in in Japanese comics, and we combine that with the the grittier, darker murder detective mystery, that kind of stuff. Does that mix of of elements work here? Um, and it does it does it elevate the story or does it detract from it? Well, here for me, it elevates it a little bit. I think, you know, I think that. See that's hard because it's it's a different style, right? Than a lot of the other stuff that we've read, and so I, I think it does elevate it to a degree. Again, that's why I want to continue into it a little bit more and read the you know the third, the fourth file because I feel like there's so much more that we haven't gotten yet 
that I think takes this from being something that I'm like, okay, I'm interested to something that I could either really, really love or just really not like at all. So I think in just reading the first two, I don't have enough information, if that makes sense. And and if you're going to ask me, I mean, you guys know me well enough that I think the two genres, <laughs> the two genres mixed very well. Um, you know, I, I think that there's always, I think, I mean, I think any genres really, you can combine any genres and have done well. I think they can elevate each other, but the mix of comedy and a little bit of drama, I think is, is a tried and true formula. I mean, it gets some pretty dark comedic results at times. Um, but overall it's just like, it's, I don't, I think they elevate it, but that's just me personally. And I'm not <laughs> probably not a typical, typical reviewer. I just think the more like, you know, that kind of comedy you can, you can put in there with, even with dealing with dark elements, I just think it makes it that much better. I mean, it's, the whole scene in the amusement park. It's just like, nobody really seems to care that somebody was just like beheaded. I don't know. It's just a lot of like, <laughs> like dry humor in there. That's I think is perfect. But again, I'm not the typical, <laughs> typical reader. So knowing that you guys have, uh, have, have a lot on your plates and, and, and have a lot that you're reading right now, this is not a, uh, a contract, but um, is this, is this a book that you would continue reading and um, is this book any good? It's kind of just the the come right out and say it. I like the book. If I, I mean, I don't know what else Graham had in mind to talk about, but I think the only thing about this book and just manga in general that I've not liked as much as an American comic is is the art style. Like I know it's it's different and it's traditional, and I like the idea that it looks like somebody just like drew you know, by hand, all these sketches, but some of the lack of details made it like kind of hard to tell what was going on at times, you know, cause like a lot of times when I'm reading a comic, I like look at people's faces and stuff so I can remember who they are mm-hmm. when they come back up later. And this made it a little bit harder, but that being said, I think that this book was good. I mean, it was, I like that it was not as much like, I like how the fluff was basically that murder he had to solve. I like that idea of it not really slowing down like that's something i've noticed about anime too is it doesn't really slow down as much i, I like the pacing of these comics and, and you know I, I started reading more manga after this and i like what i've read so far so i think you know if i didn't like these two books i wouldn't have you know gone on to explore more titles so to answer the question in a very roundabout way yes i thought it was good um but the only thing i just couldn't get over is the art style i think it's good enough that i'm gonna explore it a little bit more Give it, give it a little bit more of a chance. Yeah, I'm gonna but, explore some more too. I didn't forgot to add that. Yeah, but for, but for <laughs> me, it's not. You know, manga is not really my my style. And again, it's just there's that learning curve with how to read it, right? I think that's and that's for me where I struggle. I'm just gonna be fully honest. Um, and I think Graham, you you mentioned something in the pre-show about having a physical copy makes it a lot easier. And I agree with you. I, you know, we read the digital copies and I think that I would be something that I would get into a little bit more, um, with a physical copy, but I think I, I do want to give it a fair shot and at least read the third chapter, the third file, whatever, and, and just kind of see where it goes from here. I don't think it's a bad book by any means. It's just not a book that is in my wheelhouse or one that I would, go to you know you put me in a comic shop i wouldn't specifically hunt this one out and say yes i want to read this 
I don't think it's a bad one, and if it's a recommendation, I'd read it. But I don't. But it's not one that I'm going to actively hunt. If that makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't speak to you. It doesn't mean you can't appreciate it. I mean, exactly. I think I'm somewhere, somewhere with Al in between Alex and Graham. Like I think it. I mean, it doesn't speak to me as some of the other stories I've read. But it, there was enough intrigue in there that I'm gonna at least continue reading a few more files, and and then I'm probably I'm gonna add manga to my repertoire though, just because there are a lot of titles out there that I know are very popular too. I wanna dig in too so and, and one thing i'll say this is um this is more the uh the, the 90s kind of shonen jump which is the magazine that collects a lot of the the serialized manga out there uh this is kind of the 90s shonen jump style um style manga but there's a lot out there of, of manga it, it exists uh you know so the there's there's a lot of, of really cool modern uh slice of life stuff um i just uh one of the other uh, comic book podcasts out there, Girls Talk Comics, just uh, did a, a a really short but but really cool kind of personal episode about um, a uh, a manga called, gosh, something about House Husband. Um, let's see if I can pull it up real quick. Um, but it's a it's an idea that um, it's 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 called Way of the House Husband. Um, and it, it's a it's a manga with the idea that this is a um, a house husband who is um, part of or or just a house husband for the yakuza, um, and so it's it's got that mix of serious elements and also comedy, but the the more modern mangas tend to be um, one I think storylines a little bit more interesting. Uh, and then two, the art gets a little bit more detailed, um, just like we've noticed in uh, in Western comics that over time, uh, computers and and that stuff makes it makes it so we our art can be a little bit more detailed. Right. So if the art was a was a hang up, uh, I would suggest more modern manga. Right. And with Perfect. that, give it a shot. We're going to be moving into more manga for next uh, for next week in our in our manga month. Um, next week we're going to have Steven's book on the theme and Steven having not read any manga before this one um, you're going to lead us on a manga journey next week I'm excited. Uh, what are we going to be talking about <laughs> well, I'm excited to take you on our uh, our next journey here and the, the book I've chosen is one I'm sure everybody's heard of even if they haven't read manga which is Full Metal Alchemist and we're going to read chapters 1 and 2 now I've only read chapter one so far, but it ends on a cliffhanger, so I'm not gonna just <laughs> not gonna make us end <laughs> mid cliffhanger. So it's gonna be chapters one and two. Um, it was written by Hiromu Arakawa, and also drawn by him as well, and set in the early 20th century in a fictional universe in which alchemy is a widely practiced science. The series follows the journey of two alchemist brothers, Edward and Alphonse. Elric, who are searching for the Philosopher's Stone to restore their bodies after a failed attempt to bring their mother back to life using alchemy. Well, there you go. That sounds like a sounds uh, an interesting book. And, uh, I mean, one that, that I have uh, watched some of the anime, so I'm interested to uh, to read the book after having uh, watched the movie. <laughs> yeah. Sounds <laughs> interesting. Any... Sounds fun. Yeah. Do we have any closing thoughts about manga or this book in particular? Maybe by the end of the month, I'll learn how to read it. That's right. Maybe by the end of the month, I'll learn how to read. That's it. I didn't get too hung up on the right to left thing, <laughs> um, which, which apparently Alex did. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was kind of funny to, I mean, the only thing sometimes I would start the panel on the left, but <laughs> overall, I didn't think it was too bad. 
Well, with that, uh, we hope you enjoyed our uh, our first episode about manga. We hope that you read some manga. Get into it because there's comics all over the world, and uh, and only reading American comics is limiting yourself. So read some manga, see if you like it. Uh, remember it's it, remember it's read right to left. Uh, I hope that you enjoy your manga. I hope that if you don't, you don't blame me. I hope that. Uh, if I happen to be your ex-boyfriend, that you don't behead me on a uh, on a roller coaster, um, and uh, I hope that um, you well, I hope you don't. I hope you don't behead anybody on a roller coaster. Uh, I hope that you are a high school detective, and I hope that you're really, really, really into Sherlock Holmes. I hope you go to your local comic shop, uh, approach the counter, and tell the person at the counter, "Make mine paperback." We'll see you next week.